Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News. We are worldwide at KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region. It's time now for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely. Good afternoon, Doug. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Gary. I'm doing just fine. I hope you are also. Everything's going well. Everybody's doing fine here at the station, and everybody at home is doing fine as well. So I hope your family's oh, right. doing well. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you about this week is a, uh, is a hymn called Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. Okay. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it, but let me give you a little bit of context. In fact, I'm kind of picking up where we left off last week. Okay. I was attending a seminary chapel service about this time of the year in 1972, and one of the hymns was Onward Christian Soldiers. Right, and you said a bunch of people walked out. Yeah, and a protest of the Vietnam War, my classmates walked out of chapel to avoid singing this military hymn. Well, a lot has changed in our culture since then, and I appreciate the good things people have said publicly a week ago about those who are and have served in the military when we celebrated Veterans Day. But there are several hymns that are grouped together in the hymnal uh, in the category Church Militant. And another of these hymns is the one titled Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. So I want to tell you the story about Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus today. Okay, great. Here's the first verse. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished, and Christ is Lord indeed. This hymn was written in the remembrance of the ministry of a pastor by the name of Dudley Ting, T-Y-N-G, who served a church in Philadelphia in the 1850s. Here's the story. Dudley Ting served as his pastor's, who was also his father's, assistant at the Church of the Epiphany in Philadelphia, and was elected the pastor when his father retired in 1854. He was 29 when he succeeded his father, and at first it seemed like a great fit. But the honeymoon ended when Dudley began to preach vigorously against slavery. Loud complaints arose from the more conservative members, resulting in Dudley's resignation in 1856, just two years later. On Tuesday, March 30th, 1858, two years after that, 5,000 men gathered. As Dudley looked over the sea of faces, uh, he felt overwhelmed. He felt a special ministry, and this is kind of interesting, special ministry to, to men, fathers and, and young men, to be able to encourage them to uh, live in the biblical pattern of, uh, of fathers and children, which doesn't sound like what people normally have movements for. <laughs> right. But at any rate, it worked out really well. Uh, as he looked at a sea of faces, he felt overwhelmed. He said, I would rather this right arm were amputated at the trunk than that I should come short of my duty to you in delivering God's message. That's what he told the crowd. Well, two weeks later, Dudley was visiting in the countryside watching a corn thrasher in a barn. He had moved too close to the machine and his sleeve was snared. His arm was ripped out of its socket and the main artery severed. 
four days later, his right arm was amputated close to the shoulder. When it appeared that he was dying, Dudley told his aged father, stand up for Jesus, Father, and tell my brethren of the ministry to stand up for Jesus. Reverend George Duffield, uh, another Philadelphia pastor from uh, Temple Presbyterian Church, was deeply moved by Dudley's funeral. On the following Sunday, he preached from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, about standing firm in Christ. He read a poem that he had written, inspired by Dudley's words, and we know that poem as the hymn, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. Here's Reverend Duffield's sermon text from Ephesians. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So this hymn has nothing to do with military service, but Christian ministry has many parallels to those who have served in the military, having served quite a few people who are military active duty and veterans over the last 40 years. I can tell you that's absolutely true. Uh, The final verse of this hymn addresses the importance of understanding the church militant in that sense yet today. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the strife will not be long. This day the noise of battle, the next the victor's song. Ye soldiers overcoming, their crown of life shall see, and with the King of glory shall reign eternally. I think of a parallel here to the Stand Up for Jesus hymn. Uh, It goes back to World War II. The life of a German pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, is an example of the church militant. Interestingly enough, he was a resolute pacifist, but he joined the German government to avoid serving in the Nazi army. At the time, all pastors were obligated to join uh, the German army. Uh, So he joined the government in order to avoid that. Well, while he was working for the government, Bonhoeffer participated in a plot to assassinate Adolf Hitler, a pacifist, deciding to do that. He did this to stop the killing in the Nazi regime. Bonhoeffer paid for his participation in this unsuccessful plot by being executed himself just a few days before the Allies attacked Germany to end the war. And so the question I have this week is, what do we think when we sing the words, stand up, stand up for Jesus? And you got a couple examples there in what we just talked about to uh, give you some some tangible understanding about what that might mean. It means stand firm and you're uh, resolute to uh, proclaim Christ. And being willing to lay your life down for Jesus. Yeah, and that can happen. And that also can mean the compassion that you have for somebody who also is ill and sick and the rest of that. Mm-hmm. Caring for your family is standing up for Jesus. Right. Okay. Let's do some praying about this. Lord, we give you thanks for those who gave their lives to ensure what we now live for as a matter of fact. Teach us from these martyrs how to live a courageous faith that enables us to stand up for Jesus. For we pray in his name because he is our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. What are we talking about next week, Doug? Well, Gary, next week we're going to be uh, talking Thanksgiving on Day, Thanksgiving too. Day. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd uh, pull out an old Thanksgiving hymn, a classic, called Now Thank We All Our God. And we'll explain to you a little bit behind that hymn, too. It has nothing to do with the harvest season. But nevertheless, it's a really good hymn that describes 
what happens to people when they go through all sorts of hard work, including a harvest season, and uh, are able to see that God provided for them. So that's now thank we all our God next week when we have our moment of faith. Well, I look forward to that. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Gary. Have a great day. You too. Amy 50 KFUO. We are uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And wherever you get your podcasts, just search out KFUO radio.